0: Wilt the still tries it, and in she goes. The crowd is really being treated to some thrilling shots again tonight. This is the Sixers History Podcast. Out to he's got a crack at it, three-pointer, he got it! Hosted by Pro Hoops History's Curtis Harris. Rebound, away with it, going up for
1: yeah. the Jack Basket good,
0: Now, slide back into time, Sixers style, with today's episode.
1: Hey, folks, welcome to part three of our mini series on Moses Malone. On this episode, we have Fred Carter, former player and coach in the NBA, uh, mainly with the 76ers and the Bullets. And uh, this is uh, some of his recollections on Moses, beginning with 1977, which was Fred Carter's last year in the NBA, but Moses Malone's first season in the NBA. So starting with that juncture in 1977, we'll get the, the conversation started and it'll go from there. Hope you all enjoy.
0: Yeah, it's funny because uh, most people may not remember Moses was long, lean, lanky, a leaper, a runner. to run the floor and leaper and everything else. And people remember Moses being a bigger, bulky, great rebounder, but not leaping rebounder, but a great rebounder. Mm-hmm. But Moses was, uh, uh, even back then, he had a high energy level. His motor never stopped running. And uh, he, was, uh, he was an exciting player. That's how I remember him as his rookie year.
1: After Fred Carter retired from the NBA as a player, uh, he would go on to be an assistant coach for many years with the Atlanta Hawks, Washington Bullets, and the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, and also served as head coach of the 76ers. Uh, for a season and a half in the mid-90s when Moses did rejoin the team. So uh, here's Fred discussing a little bit more about what it was like to actually coach uh, Moses Malone during his time as an assistant with the Bullets and then later on uh, with the 76ers uh, back in the 1994-95 season.
0: As a matter of fact, I got a call from Haight Poland, Uh, was the owner back then, and we were friends because Abe was the order of the Bullets in Washington, but he was also the owner of the Bullets when I played in Baltimore. So he called me to ask me about the trade of uh, uh, Jeff Rowland and Cooper Robinson, I believe it was, to Philadelphia for Moses Malone. And I said to Abe, I think that's a great deal because Moses is a winner. It'd be a great addition to the organization. And so that trade was made. See, you know what's funny about Moses Malone? When, when Moses was talked to or interviewed by the Prep, by the press, he would mumble. And he did that on purpose. Because when Moses talked to his teammates and all that, we understood him clearly. He did not mumble or anything else. That was part of, that was his stick in terms of dealing with the media. He had great personality, nice guy, wonderful teammate, and a warrior. And so I coached Moses, I was coaching Washington with uh, Moses. And of course I left Washington, come to Philly, and Harold Katz, resigned signed Moses to come back and play, and I coached Moses for that year, and what a tremendous leader he was for me that year. They all knew that Moses was a Hall of Famer, and they knew his resume. And so when Moses stood up and spoke, you know, like that old-fashioned D.F. hunting commercial, everybody leaned forward and listened. And that was Moses Malone. He was the leader. And he talked to the guys, and when we went to a bad stretch of losing, Moses was there to talk to the guys and everything else. He wasn't the same Moses Malone in terms of skill level that he couldn't carry us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yet, uh, his voice was powerful in the locker room. And the, the players loved and respected Moses Malone. You know, a better person than he was a player. And that's what I whole lot because Moses was a great player. In life and off the court, Moses was a, <laughs> Moses was a jokester. You know, he was a jokester. He played, you know, I can't remember the jokes and things he played on players, but he was a jokester. He was was the team player all the way. He played cards with the players. He'd laugh and joke and talk. And no player on that team was a lesser player. I'm talking about player number 12, 11, and 10. They were equal as far as Moses was concerned. And I just can't say enough nice things about Moses alone. He really... um, Moses was just a good
1: man. It really hurt me when we lost him. So as we were wrapping up uh, our conversation, Fred Carter, you know, there's a reason why his nickname is Mad Dog. Um, Fred had to drop in this one little uh, trash talk at the end, and I just had to staple it on uh, to to the podcast here. So here it is, Fred Carter still still trying to start some trouble uh, between the Lakers and the Sixers, Moses and Kareem. 35, 40 years after the fact. and he
0: was. A, everybody knows about his playing ability because he was a relentless, tireless, tireless warrior. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, and you you know this phrase, and if you don't know it, you can use it. Uh, when they played the Lakers with Kareem, and the phrase was, Moses wanted Kareem in his coffee. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good one. But make sure you use that if you want You've been listening to the Sixers History Podcast with Pro Hoops History's Curtis Harris. Be sure to follow Curtis's Sixers History accounts on Instagram and Twitter at at Sixers History and stay tuned for future episodes.